Welcome to the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. We're glad you're here. This podcast is for parents, community partners, and anyone interested in learning more about education, child development, and other topics related to Rockingham County Public Schools, Virginia. I am your host, Katie Lapira, Coordinator of Community Engagement, along with school social worker Donna Delisle. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. We are doing the first of a series with our school counselors where we're going to just talk a little bit um, with our school counselors to help our parents and our community uh, support their child as they go to school. We'll be interviewing somebody in elementary school, middle school, and high school. And for today, I'd like to welcome Lindsay Bateman, who is a school counselor at Folks Run Elementary, and she'll be talking with my co-host, Donna Delisle, to share a little bit more information. Welcome, Lindsay and Donna. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. So, Lindsay, when August 1st rolls around, I think we all start thinking about back to school, whether we have school-aged children or not. And this may be a time for children um, in their educational experience. It may be the first time that they attend school, or it may be their last time that they're in an elementary school level before they head off to middle. And I, I guess my first question is, what can parents expect their children to experience during that first month of elementary school? And, and what do you think they may be able to do to help them in that those first initial days? Yeah, that's a great question. So one thing you can expect to see, especially from the younger students, um, who is their first experience with school, is like a nervous or anxious behavior. So they might act clingy or you might see a lot of tears that first couple weeks of school. And I think it's important to know that that's very normal. You're not alone in that. That's a very normal. It's their first time possibly even leaving home with you, with the family. And so one thing that could help them to feel more comfortable. Um, I know I see a lot of students come in with like a stuffed animal or a small blanket, just some kind of comfort tool until they feel more comfortable um, in school on their own without that comfort tool. And so that can help them feel more at ease during that initial transition to school. And it can also be helpful for families just to remind their kids that the adult's job at school is to help keep them safe. So if, if they haven't met the teacher yet or seen the school yet, that can be really nerve wracking and scary. So reminding them that a big part of our job is helping them stay safe at school. Those are uh, some good ideas to, for parents and for all of us to be thinking about. And in terms of developmental skills on an elementary school level, what do you think are some of the skills, either educational skills, emotional skills, physical skills that parents can help encourage or support for their elementary school children? Yeah, absolutely. I like to start with emotional development. And one big thing with that is before your kids even start school, letting them know that any feelings they have are okay. They're normal. They're okay. Um, Whether it's anger, frustration, being scared, worried, those are all natural. We all have those feelings. And it's okay to even share you know, your own feelings with it. Um, it won't you know, harm your kid to say, like, I feel really angry today. You know, this, I'm driving. This person got, did something I didn't like, and it made me angry. And just letting them know that having those feelings is okay. And it can also be helpful to let them know when you notice someone else's feelings. You know, whether you're out and about going grocery shopping 
or in the car, wherever you might be. If you notice, if you can kind of tell how someone else is feeling, pointing that out to your child so they can start to, it will help them identify the person's emotions too and kind of start building that empathy. And so I think those are two helpful ways to help them build their, help sustain their emotional development. Also helping them identify their own emotions. And so if they're, you know, stomping around the house or yelling, raising their voice, just being there with them saying, oh, you, I can tell you're really upset. You're stomping, raising your voice at me, like you're really angry. Or if they're laughing, saying, I, you know, you're really happy about this. Crying, letting them know that you can tell they're sad. So helping them identify their own emotions and letting them know that that's okay. And one other part I'd add to the um, emotional aspect of it is teach before they even start school, teaching them those coping skills. And so I know oftentimes, you know, kids will say, oh, yeah, my mom or dad or uncle taught me this really cool way to take a deep breath. And so doing the deep breathing, tensing the body and relaxing it, just teaching those initial coping skills, because I guarantee you when they start school, there's going to be a few frustrating things that happen. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so giving them that confidence of knowing how to handle the situations when they come up. And of course, you know, as a school counselor in elementary school, um, I help teach a lot of those skills as well. The family's the first teacher the kid has. And so like, you have a lot of power with that and to help your student build more confidence in you. So it sounds like teachable moments are everywhere all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I like to speak a little bit about the social development too. One big way to help with that is if possible, setting up play dates before students start school, whether it's neighbors or if you're involved in some kind of church organization or a club or sport your child enjoys and setting up a different time with a family so they can get used to if they play games together, having patience, taking turns. Um, If they don't win a game, learning how to cope with that. And so that's something that is definitely in the family's control to help before the student comes to school and may not always get their way when they're in the school environment. Okay. That's some very uh, important recommendations, I think, for all parents. What do you think in terms of the environment at home that parents can provide to help encourage or to help support this period of when they're using a lot of energy and they need to be focused? And what are some of the things at home that parents can do to help children in this aspect? Yeah. One thing that comes to mind is a couple things. One is routine. And so especially, again, if it's students' first experience with school, having that routine at home, whether it's knowing when it's the kid will know when it's snack time, dinner time, bath time, bedtime. And so they're used to that structured schedule at home. Um, But also just knowing that when they start school, there's so many expectations and rules to follow that it can be really exhausting. And so if your student gets home and they're grumpy and they seem angry, wouldn't take it personally. They've probably had a long day and all that pent up energy is coming out when they get home. And so, you know, understanding where that's coming from and whether it's just let them rest, have a snack, they need to run around the yard or wherever there's space to do that. So just given that rest time after school can be really helpful. So some of those, like you said, structured activities, bedtime, yes. book time, maybe a time to wind down with uh, their parent, you know, reading a book. Um, those are little things that I think all parents can do to help this transition um, be a little bit more successful. 
So we've talked a little bit about the younger, maybe a kindergartner, pre-K, first grader uh, attending first time in a a classroom setting. Can you talk a little bit about what in an older child, fifth grader, what what are some of the developmental skills uh, that parents can be encouraging? Because, you know, next step is middle. So (laughs) what, what would you recommend for parents in for those kids that are moving up? Yeah, actually, the answer I have in mind, I feel would apply to what you're describing, the older kids and also some of the younger students. But especially at that age, they really want their independence. And so, and of course, that starts early on. But and when they get to middle school, especially from a small school to a much larger school, that's, of course, a huge transition. And so anything at home you can do to help build that independence, but also teaching the kids what their limits are. So encouraging them to try new things, um, building that confidence, um, but also letting them know what the rules are. And I think it's helpful to also explain those rules um, so they can kind of see the rational basis for that. But giving them, if they want to, if there's a friend they want to spend time with outside of school, because oftentimes if they start the next year without like their best friend in the class, they get really worried, may not want to start school. I'm worried that their friend just won't be in the same class. And so, and it's okay for the student to feel nervous. You may not be able to fix whatever issue they're having. Um, and that's partly when I, my job as a school counselor is to facilitate, like helping them make new friends, talking to them about the middle school transition. Um, I know elementary schools have uh, often do tours with the middle school student, or excuse me, the fifth grade students so they can go to the middle school, see what it looks like and uh, maybe even meet some of the teachers. And so, but on the home front, um, I think a huge part of it is allowing the child as much independence as they can have, um, but also making sure to set those limits. Good points. I think parents, when they think of middle school, they do get a little fearful themselves of what to expect. As a parent, encouraging independence uh, is is a very good, very good uh, tip to have. Can you talk about um, the the role of the school counselor in the elementary school? What's your typical day in full time <laughs> for Lindsay Bateman? Great question. Well, that's that's actually kind of hard as far as a typical day. But my biggest role is at the school. Um, I often do classroom lessons, teach students about coping skills, friendship, conflict resolution, safe behaviors, you know, self advocacy. Uh, so ways. Because often, especially the smaller students, they often look to an adult to try to solve their problem because that might be what they're used to. So building that confidence of assertiveness and knowing when to knowing the words to use to stick up for themselves, um, while also being kind and gentle with it. So uh, other than classroom lessons, um, often either teachers or administration or even parents will refer their students to see me. Um, and I often ask the student, like, is that okay? Make sure they're comfortable with that. And so just helping them through, um, whether it's emotions they're trying to cope with or friendship skill they need or some conflict with a friend. So I do individual meetings, um, a lot of consultation with staff and parents. And so for parents that are listening to this or families, you know, please reach out to your school counselors if you have any concerns about your student's emotional or social development or well-being. That's a huge, that's our main reason why we're here. And so, of course, reach out to your students' teachers as well. But don't forget that the counselors are there. So we're always willing to give help you out. 
That's great. That's great. Well, thank you, Lindsay. Any closing comments or any anything you'd like to add? I covered it, but I one of my passions is reminding parents that and families that they're their the student's first teacher. And so I love I try to help parents build their confidence and like their power and being able to teach their their kids whatever they can at home. And it could be something as simple as teaching them how to open up their lunchbox or zip and unzip the student's jacket, tying shoes, because that helps with fine motor skills. And again, just, you know, the look I see on a student's face in the cafeteria when they, they'll ask for help to open a bag. I'm like, well, why don't you try that first? And they do it. They just look really excited and proud of themselves. So it just it's a simple act, but it, I think it can go a long way especially if that kind of thing is repeated over time. So again, families, you get to teach the child first. And so there's so much, so many things you can do to really help your kids, emotional, social, uh, fine motor skills development. I think that's a really cool task that you have. So helping parents to remember to breathe. Yes. To to be calm uh, in this whole process of wherever they're at with whatever grade in elementary school would be helpful. So absolutely. And have grace, have grace with themselves. Uh, I know many families are doing their best and we're just, we appreciate their support and just remembering that you can always reach out to your school counselor if you need help. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time, Lindsay. And uh, I wish you a wonderful school year. Thank you guys so much. And Lindsay, yes, thank you. And thank you to all of our school counselors who are really there to keep all of our our students safe and partner with our families. I think that's just the main reason of this podcast is the Community Partnership Cafe. Uh, We we need um, the help from everyone. So um, I just really thank you for your time and um, we'll look forward to um, talking with you next time. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. If you would like to learn more about the information discussed on this podcast, visit us at www.rcps.net. If you have questions related to your own child, please contact their school directly. The information shared on this podcast does not substitute for advice directly related to your child. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, be sure to share. Share.